Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit breakfast with Dan and Christy. We love ourselves some red, red wine, especially around Christmas time. It's where you pop a cork, don't you? This, you know what? I've, I've complained about this off air with you and producer Maddie. I mm. can't drink wine like and red wine I love, and I can't drink it at the moment because we're trying for a baby and I'm doing IVF. So obviously, you know, mm. I've got to put as many great things into my body as possible. They say you can still. Oh, you certainly <laughs> do when you're trying to get pregnant. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Morning, Justin. Good to hear from you. Yeah, I've lost yeah. where I am. <laughs> no, you're talking about like you, you're going to quit wine, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. And you, you're doing well yes, with that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> 15 days, right? Wow. 15, thank you very much. That's but I'm amazing. talking, I don't drink a lot, but it's nice to have just a glass of red wine, even on a Saturday afternoon for me. Like, I don't mm. drink much anymore at all. In my 20s, yes, I did. Um, mm. And obviously, drink responsibly, but um, I do miss just that glass of red wine. Mm-hmm. I really. I love just to sometimes have a little bit of a red one, even with some pasta or something you, like that. And I miss oh, it. Oh, mate. Well, do you, do you hate the hangover? Does it give yeah. you a massive headache in the morning you and gives you nightmares? Because usually with red wine, for me, it's just crazy nightmares. So mm. I don't drink it that much. Yeah. You know mm. what? I notice from not drinking at all, really, to even when I just had one here and there, I noticed a massive difference in my happiness levels the next day. I'm not joking. Ooh, to, yeah. a, to a point where I went, Wow. I feel a bit sad today. Why? Can I went, you know what? It's because I only had one or two glasses of red last night. It's so weird. Well, there's a team at University of California says the headache in uh, red wine is due to a chemical compound in red grapes. So there's an antioxidant or flavanol called quercetin. It interferes with the body's, uh, the body's ability to metabolize alcohol and makes the after effects brutal. So that's why you're getting a really bad hangover yeah. the next day after a drinking session. Mm. And they do say it, uh, it contains high levels of cortisone and gliosides. Oh, my goodness. Mm. I tell you what gives you a big hangover with when it comes to red wine. What are the hang on, what's it called again? Sangria. Sangria. Hey, you mix in... Oh. Red wine with mm-hmm. this, and you just mix all of this stuff. Years ago, we had like a big punch bowl with sangria and your Christmas day. I love sangria. Oh my goodness, God, with that stung and the next day. And, and quesadillas. Yeah, well, you picture the kids banging on the little drum set that they got for Christmas at five a.m. the next oh day. Oh my God, day. that one stung. Prone to a migraine afterwards, they do say. <laughs> so go get a Powerade isotonic and a kebab from Mykonos Stack. <laughs> Breakfast with Dan and Christy. What goes with red wine? How about a nice glass of red wine and a nice <laughs> What goes with, well with red wine? More red wine. <laughs> I meant to say. Pizza? A nice, big, thick, juicy piece of pizza. Oh, yeah. Mamma mia. I know. Is there a better combination just quietly? Glass of red and a nice piece of pizza. Oh, it's, yeah. It doesn't go good. any better than that. I mean, unless you want to chuck some pasta there as well, and I'll, I'll pay that too. But pizza, mm-hmm. it's all about pizza, and this is what happened to poor Sophie. It happened in the UK, so we don't need to freak out here. But she sits down with a boyfriend, Simon, on a Friday night, and what do they do? They go, you know what? Let's order in some pizza. Mm-hmm. So they, they do that. They get their pizza. Uh, they're sitting at home having a nice time. Sophie takes a bite of the pizza, and Sophie bites into... A fingernail. Uh, disgusting. Yuck. Can that you, is disgusting. Oh, if all the things you could bite into, mm. I'm going to say a fingernail. You've bitten into most. <laughs> <laughs> the things that have been in there. Yeah, good one. Um, but yeah, you don't like that when you're eating a pizza. You probably think it was, you know, part of pepperoni or something. You're like, oh my God. Mm. And then someone's fingernail comes out. That's what she said. She Blah. said she had the first piece was, you know, it's all G. And then she goes on to the second, as you do quite quickly when you're enjoying that lovely, hot, juicy pizza. And oh. take takes a bite, becomes crunchy. 
And she's like, oh, my God, what is that? Fingernail you're chopping off. A fingernail. And someone's bitten off their fingernail. And Mm. that's the worst part, too. You just think, how did this happen? Like, how do you go from A to B where there's fingernail, leftover bitten fingernail on your pizza? Mm. Um, And so, because this happened with uh, a big pizza chain. But it's not in Australia, so we're not slamming them. Like, it happened. It is in Australia, this pizza chain. We won't say what it is. (laughs) Exactly. The pizza chain is in Australia, but this didn't happen in Australia with this store. It was over in the Have you ever found anything interesting in your meals before because I've found uh, a couple of um, I think I had a sandwich once and there was a mosquito in it. A mosquito? Yeah. Are it's you serious? They hang around in the lettuce. Oh. So you like you start eating it like oh god and I've found like a big clump of hair in a hot dog before. God, that's to it's me good. yeah because mm. that has happened. The most disgusting thing that you could find. I sat down I'm having scrambled eggs, avocado, some bacon and I'm smashing this meal like there's no tomorrow you know and this before I had kids so I could just sit there in a cafe and have this beautiful breakfast Mm. and I get there and I've eaten the majority of this food and I pull out this long stringy hair. Now how do I say this? I don't know if it was hair from someone's head Mm -hmm. or Or hair from someone else somewhere else and and I was trying, I'm looking at the size of this hair trying to ascertain whereabouts (laughs) it came from so I go into the store right Mm. so I'm thinking to myself no, Christy, go in and say something politely, not so you can get a refund, not so you can get more food, but just so they know, so they didn't do it again. Because you know me, I'm very mm-hmm. polite. Anyway, so I walk into this woman, I said, oh, hi, you know, I just want to let you know there's this long hair. Was which, it a curly one? Yeah, it was a bit curly. And that was freaking me out the most. I said, I just want to let you know that there's a hair on this plate with the food. And she's like, what do you want me to do about it? She said, you ate all the food, so you obviously what? didn't care. I said, I'm sorry. If I had known that there was a, uh, I mean, a hair from, <laughs> from your head... I never would have touched this meal. Was it hers? Did the carpet match the curtains? <laughs> Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Black Friday sales. Some of the best retailers to browse through are all on the internet. There's a huge range of products. And to talk more about it, Mark Serrells joins us, the editorial director from Choice. Good morning to you, Mark. How are you going? I'm all right. I'm surviving. How are you doing? <laughs> Very good. Love it's... your voice, Mark, just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Always have. <laughs> Yeah, it's a gift and a cost, man. <laughs> so, Mark, tell us about Choice and tell us about the Black Friday sales. Uh, the Black Friday sales is kind of like, you know how Halloween was an American thing and then it took over Australia for some random reason? Black Friday is a bit like that. It's like a big, massive Boxing Day style sale, but it's not on Boxing Day. It's around about Thanksgiving. Just everything goes super cheap and people try and buy stuff and go nuts. I am very excited, uh, Mark. I do myself love a bargain. I hate spending money on stuff and so anything that I can just get that's a fraction of the price is the best deal ever. We've been told that there might be some things to look out for, though, in terms of scams and things that mm. proclaim to be genuine but might actually be ingenuine. Any tips for people with their shopping on Black Friday sale? Uh, yeah, I mean, just the normal stuff, like be really careful if you're buying online. Uh, a couple of things I would say is there's a lot of really, really good scam websites that are imitating big brand names. So, like, uh, watch out for that. What I would do is, like, check the URL. If it's something that's got a typo in it, if it doesn't have the right brand name in it, but it's pretending to be, you know, I don't know, Gucci or whatever, double-check that stuff as well. And if something's too good to be true, really, really, really cheap to the point where you're like, oh, this doesn't seem right, it probably isn't right. Massive discounts on some of the most highly sought-after products, like earbuds, headphones, laptops, and there's robot vacuums out there. Who are some of the biggest brands that have a massive sale? Amazon is the big one. Apart from that, 
The thing I always try and buy during Black Friday sales is TVs. TVs is the one where, like, you know, usually you're getting a decent deal. The one thing about Black Friday is, is I always tell people is don't get too mental about it. Don't feel like you have to buy something on Black Friday. The reality is a lot of these prices, even if they're saying they're once in a lifetime, you'll probably get a similar or potentially better price at another time in the year. So don't worry too much about missing out. Yeah, good point, Mark. And what does it look like statistically in your experience? Like, what do people spend the most money on? Because my mum would still try and buy DVD play, no doubt. But what's everyone spending their money on these days? <laughs> yeah, I think TVs, big ticket items, fridges, that kind of thing. Um, Amazon are always trying to sell their stuff, the Alexa devices, that kind of thing. It's, it's a very big tech thing. I remember uh, headphones as well used to be super huge, stuff like that. And because you are Glaswegian, Mark, can you give yes. us a, like a Braveheart kind of <laughs> hype up Absolutely. for Black Friday Absolutely. for us? Freedom! <laughs> I know you can fight, but it's our wits that make us, man. You've been waiting to do that the whole chat, haven't <laughs> yeah, you, Dan? I just can't get over the accent. I'm like, how good's Mark? Um, so if, if we want to look at all the Black Friday sales, can you get involved with uh, the, the Choice website to find out where the best deals are? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because one thing we always say is, like, just because something's a big brand or it's an expensive thing doesn't mean it's the best version of that. Uh, we, we do really extensive testing on stuff. So if you're looking to buy, like, a really high-quality TV for a good price, or fridge or any big ticket stuff, I, I would definitely recommend checking out Choice for our reviews. Brilliant. Well, Mark, it's been awesome to catch up with you today. We really appreciate all your tips. Mark Sorrell's editorial director from Choice, thank you for that wonderful accent of yours as well. I think you've made Dan's day. <laughs> no worries. Anytime. Thank you. Dan and Christy. Hit breakfast with Dan and Christy. It's 100.9. Are you a printer at work? Yes. Printing at work. Well, I became one yesterday. With the ironic thing is, right, I haven't been able to print here at HIT for months because my work pass, security pass, doesn't work. Oh. And, well, remember how I couldn't get into the building? And you need that pass That's to right. be able to use our printer. Anyway, so yesterday I had to print out some papers, right? And and I had to print out some things. I was like, I'll just print here at work because who who has a printer at the mm-hmm. best of times? I was like, I've got to do some stuff just for a meeting that I have to have. I'll print out some pieces of paper. And then I accidentally did that thing, you know, where it says you can do copies of certain things and I needed like two copies of this, but I kept the the longer amounts of paper still on the copies times two. So I accidentally started oh, printing out all no. this paper that I didn't need. And the worst part was when you send it to the printer, there's no going back. Like <laughs> you're printing, you're printing a whole journey, whether you like it or not. I know mm-hmm. we printed the copy of our Bordeaux Panty script here at work as well. But yeah. then the thing is the script changed so many times anyway. We were like, yeah, we, we printed out like about four work? or five copies and Daryl just changed it all the time. <laughs> and so you like you got, oh here's version nine. You're like, okay, more more prints. Yep. But I mean work don't really care too much, do they? You're not gonna get fired for something like that or, or are we Phil? Yes, you have my permission. If to get I got fired. if I got fired for mm. printing paper nah, at work, I would be proud of myself because of all the <laughs> well, things you did I've done. 180 pages. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of trees, mate. No, it goes right on the recycling. I put the paper back. I never print stuff here. So I was Mm. like, oops, I didn't mean to do that. But I needed all this paper for this meeting that I had to have because I had to see a lawyer about something pretty Mm. serious in my personal life. It's nothing bad. It's nothing divorcey or anything like Mm. that. It's just to do with my kids. And, you know, someone, I, my ex has been difficult. So I had to go and Mm. see a lawyer. And so I was like, well, you know what? They're really expensive. So Mm. what if I just print the paper myself, save the lawyer (laughs) 
printing off these pieces what? of paper and then I can save some money. Oh, my God. I know. And you know what? I once left some really important paperwork mm. on a printer. This was like 10 years ago. I had to print off something for my girlfriend. It was like a medical. You uh, got a girlfriend? How cool is this? <laughs> It, it was like her medical record for something that she asked me to print oh, for her. Oh, no. And I did. And I think, again, I did mm. that. I printed too many copies of it or thought it didn't work, so I reprinted it kind of thing. And I accidentally left it on the printer for everyone to see. Well, it's frownable. And they do track it. Look, I don't know if you noticed that, but they do track it. They, you might get a few words today, especially when you talk about it on air. Because it's, it's think money. So. <laughs> it is. No, it's 180 pages. Wouldn't you think so, Matthew, our producer? It's a lot of money. Look, you know? it does actually, I think it lists on the printer. It's does like, 23 cents yeah. per colour print page. 23 cents. So you spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Have you ever printed anything at work for oh, outside print of work stuff? stuff? Yeah, no, usually it's work stuff. Uh, yeah, not much. Not outside of work stuff. Okay. Not well, overly. Right, yeah, all right. Let's go through my history. Uh, just Google that. John, uh, you print stuff at work, surely. I'm just about to go into the back of reception to get my printing off the printer now. <laughs> hey, what are you printing out? Uh, it's actually some stuff for hiking. Oh, yeah. Hiking? Because you are yeah. a hiker. You go on treks and things like that. You went over to yeah. to the other side of the country, didn't you? And do you just... Yeah. Because you know what? Who has a printer at home? Do you have a printer at home? Of course not, right? You've got to I've use your work print, I've, I've got a printer in my office, but it's only black and white, so I've got to print it to send it to the main printer because it's coloured. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need to print out your hiker stuff? I, I just I just like having a hard copy of the map where I'm going for the weekend and Fair enough. things like that. And you yeah. want to have it printed in colour because it makes that difference, doesn't it? You don't oh, want to get lost hiking. Oh, you know, I, I need to be able to see where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it works okay because they want me to come back safe. So. <laughs> Dan and Christy. Here's more from Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Hobart's Hit 100.9. We love this lady. She's an actress, a writer and director. And Taronga, who's who in the zoo, is returning for another extraordinary season. And this lady is extraordinary. Virginia Gay, good morning. Good morning, my darling. How are you? <laughs> good. <laughs> good, Ginny. Very much, Hi, you know, Hoga. hello, gorgeous. I've loved you for many years. I had the pleasure of hanging out with you for, at Channel 7 for... A long time, Ginny, with all the Absolutely TV shows right. you've done over the years. Like even All Saints going back to the, like, your career has been I, so phenomenal. I have been extremely lucky. I don't know, I would, don't know what I've done and I'm always aware that it might just disappear at any moment. Yeah, you've had <laughs> a few winners and losers, some might say. <laughs> oh, there we go, mate. There we go. He's gone and bloody done it. He's worked the title into the sentence, everyone. <laughs> For the fourth season, uh, Taronga Who's Who in the Zoo. How good is this? I love Taronga Zoo. I was actually there when the lion escaped the cage that the, the oh, one he, was he called. He was there when that mm. happened, Ginny. Oh, my God. I remember that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to see lions who could kill you walking around outside the fences. (laughs) And then suddenly you were behind the fences. True, yeah. It was me. (laughs) Each minute, am I the exhibit? (laughs) Um, But this is really cool, Virginia. So it's all about like a doco series, and I've seen sort of a peek behind the scenes of how it works at Taronga. I know Naomi Watts, previously the actress, voiced this series as well. Can you tell Tell us all about it for anyone who might not have, have had a chance to catch it just yet. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's so terrific. I'm, I'm such a big fan of the show because you get to go behind the scenes, exactly that. But it's also unrivaled access to these animals. So you get to, there are cameras in their birthing rooms, in mm. their, like, there are cameras in their feeding spaces. You get to see 
I think the thing that is most extraordinary, not only is you get to meet the sort of characters of the animals, you get to go on their stories, often very high-stakes stories, or beautiful things like them falling in love or being rehomed, um, but also what you get to see is the incredible care that they get from all of the staff at Taronga and the bond that these incredible staff uh, have with their animals and how they just go above and beyond to give them the most compassionate, intelligent, front-footed care that keeps them happy, healthy, safe and and playful with their keepers. Like, that's extraordinary to see. Oh, it's amazing mm. work. And, and some of those animals would be pretty tough to look after. I imagine monkeys and primates wouldn't be the best fun for all those vets and scientists. Absolutely. They're mischievous, they're cheeky, but also <laughs> birds and things, super cheeky, super smart and super cheeky. And, you know, in our first episode, we see a five and a half metre giraffe have to be sedated. And like watching, watching an animal of that size go down safely, carefully, but watching the entire team of keepers watching going, oh, be careful of your beautiful neck, you gorgeous thing. <laughs> oh, go down gently. <laughs> oh, it's so glorious. Yeah, I can only imagine. I've seen the giraffes at Taronga. They are very tall. They have, they have the best view of Sydney Harbour, which I absolutely love, and I'm sure a lot of people are jealous of. And, um, yep. Virginia, like out of the entire series, do you have an episode that you would, you know, say might be your favourite or, or an episode that shows us viewers the most about behind the scenes of Taronga? Yeah, I have to say that I love episode two because that is the one where um, a, a lion and a lioness fall in love, Ooh. they make some babies, they have some babies, like the actual that you get to see, like one hour old tiger cubs, Ooh. you get to go with the journey of like, I mean, it was, it's, it's an extremely, you know, it's high stakes to give birth, oh. um, and so it's an extremely high stakes situation, but also just to see these, these lion cubs come out, be healthy, happy, and to grow, because of course, we've got such access to... Um, these animals over sort of 18 months. Do you actually get to see the the lion cubs happy and healthy at the age of like one year by the end of the episode? You're like, what did you beautiful thing? Oh my God, that is so cute. Lions in love. Does Elton oh, yeah. John sing, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Like in <laughs> yes, the Lion King? Absolutely right. In fact, why isn't that the title credits of the show? Yeah, I can't believe a monkey held up the lion as soon as it was uh, and everyone bowed to it. And uh, yeah, it was beautiful. And then there was just a blackout. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also, Guys, I don't know if you've heard this, but there was some sort of drama between Scar and like another lion. Like, have you heard this? Yeah, and something like that. Mustafa recently. Like, where is Mustafa? That's my. <laughs> He's a giant cloud now, and he just talks to me and says everything the light touches. Don't go to Launceston. Um, but uh, yeah, it's awesome. And the wildlife is front and centre. It's entertaining. It's heartwarming. And it's a new season. So, Taronga's Who's Who in the Zoo um, is on tonight, 7 30 pm, on Channel 9 and 9 now. But Virginia Gay, I'm such a big fan of yours, and we can't wait to see you in Tassie soon. Thanks so much. I'll be down. I love it down there. Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Get excited, Tasmania. Put your say in at BelieveTasmanian.com because we're talking about the Tasmanian Football Club, which will be the Turbo Chooks in 2028. <laughs> this is so exciting because you can have your say because the club belongs to all Tasmanians. I'm signing up on this website you now. You should. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing right now. I'm literally inputting all my details, my phone number, which I forgot before. <laughs> um, but BelieveTasmanian.com.au. You're in the ad for this. I am. 
Sam in the ad for this, they said to me, hey, do you want to be part of an ad? And I had no idea what it was, and it was Believe Tasmanian. So um, I had my say. I had my voice about football. I love this big dream of 2028. I think it's the best thing that's ever happened to Tasmania. But that's my humble opinion because I grew up with footy. Like, Dad took us to the footy. He coached us footy. I played footy for the Bernie Dockers. I played uh, under eights too. I won a best and fairest once. I love football. I love the Carlton Footy Club. This will be my second team. And already 96,000 people have signed up to this because you want to be a part of the club. So um, sign up to be a believer on their database. You can be one of the founding members too, which is something I'm going to do. And you get to have your say on the creation of the club. So uh, Jack Rewalt came down here and he launched it, uh, put your say into play. So it's a consultation program. So we're going to figure out the colours. We're going to figure out the name, which is very important. Um, Whether you live here in Tassie, interstate, I think it's one of the best things that ever has happened to this state of ours. Um, I don't know if you're of the same opinion, but I think the Chooks are going to be definitely taking up that coop and winning the Premiership, um, probably before Carlton do, actually, in the <laughs> that AFL. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and especially with the women's footy too, like grassroots footy, I want my kids to play too, and, and taking them along will be unbelievable. Uh, it's it's more than a game. I, it honestly is. Uh, absolutely. I cannot believe Tasmania still... You know, it's like this long now to, mm-hmm. for Tasmania to even get its own team. Like, what the hell? This oh, needs to be fixed yesterday, you know. Tasmania deserves its own team. Children here in our beautiful state deserve to grow up playing football as the kids are doing and then also play professionally for their home mm-hmm. state. You know, it's an exciting thing to be a part of. And I love the name that, like, I mean, I came up, I mean, sorry, I came up with knowing about this idea when you told me about the Tassie mm-hmm. Turbo Chooks. And I think it's really good. You know, it's at first I was like, what? <laughs> then, you know, I was like, yeah, you're right. The Tassie Turbo Chooks, they run fast. Mm-hmm. They are they're cute little things on the side of the road. They're very strong. They've got powerful legs, powerful claws, red eyes too, an elite sporting club. And it's been a journey for the Chooks. And let's do a recap. And thanks to our producer, Rob Long, who has put this together. Because let's go back to the very beginning. And remember the foundations of our amazing Tasmanian football club. Jeremy Rockcliffe. I hope you're all, and I suspect you are, as excited as me. Some social media outlets are pushing the Tassie Turbo Chooks. Okay, well, let's delete the Turbo Chooks. Oh, what are you doing? Dan's very in favour of that premiere. Good luck with that, Dan. Good luck with that, Dan. Good luck with that, Dan. The dream of a Tasmanian team. Campaign is gaining steam. It was on the news last night with Pete Murphy, Weather Daddy and Kim Miller. Listen to this. Go the Turbo Chooks. The people have spoken. Turbo Chooks. The merch that Dan and his mates have designed, they're donating the proceeds to homelessness. It's selling like hotcakes, too, <laughs> by the way. We've probably Dude. sold about 150 shirts. AFL have taken it down. Even we bought the rights. It doesn't exist yet. <laughs> Jimmy and Nathan are saying officially on Dan and Christy, we will not MC and host the Tasmanian AFL team unless it is named the Turbo Chooks. Yes! <laughs> Depending on how much money they offer. <laughs> Unless they offer us a lot of money, in which case, go the devils. <laughs> We're going to fight for the Tassie Turbo Chooks. Good morning to Premier Jeremy Rockcliffe. Look, what worries me about that is that you're actually starting to convince me. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Do you think the campaign has legs, just like the powerful Turbo Chooks? <laughs> well, I'm here on your radio at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> 24 hours later. I, Jeremy Rockcliffe, of sound mind and good humour, do decree in support of the cause of Give the Chooks a Chance. It's very official, as you can see, Premier. It's even got a stamp with a Turbo Chooks logo on it. Yeah, that's authority. This is going to go <laughs> straight to the pool room. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy will go anywhere you do with the listener app. Get it today. Hit 100.9.